0: Think Red Ink Ministries presents The Words of Jesus series with Don C. Harris Hello my friends and welcome once again to the Words of Jesus series, Don Harris. We've been talking about, uh, talking from chapter 62 in our book called The Words of Jesus and we've been talking about prayer. Jesus is about to give us a, um, a parable that uh, pertains to prayer that uh, I feel like has been misunderstood or perhaps oversimplified over the years. Uh, many of us who uh, have, I don't know, studied or, I don't know, seminary people or whatever, you might not be familiar with the word importunate, um, but uh, it's one of those $5 seminary words that um, that, this is attached to this concept of prayer and uh, there are people who take uh, the words of jesus who teach that uh, if you ask you will receive if you knock it will be opened and um, and they take uh, liberty with the greek language and say that that teaches that if we keep on knocking, keep on asking, keep on seeking, that we're going to find, and all this is is a band aid for the fact that you are uh, you are fully engaged in absolutely ineffective prayer. Um, you pray, nothing happens. Oh, don't be discouraged. You know you need to keep on asking. Keep why is he deaf? Is God does he not know what my problem is? Uh, why would I have to keep on asking? What a a cruel God you serve. (laughs) Wow, man. You know, my Lord Jesus talks about him and says, he knows you have need of all these things before you ask. Well, then why would I have to keep on asking and keep on knocking, keep on seeking in order to receive these things that the Lord Jesus promised outright? Does anybody ask these questions? (laughs) Or is it just me? Uh, well, truth is, is that um, uh, there's there, there's no scriptural basis for that idea at all. Now, when they want to go and prove that, they take a couple of stories that Jesus told along these lines, and we're going to read one today. And, uh, well, let's just do that. They answer, uh, um, I'm sorry, did I say we were in... Um, 62. Last, I'm sorry, did I confuse somebody? We're in 63 now. And, um, and Jesus told this story to his disciples, saying, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, "'Trouble me not, the door is now shut, "'and my children are with me in bed. "'I cannot rise and give thee. "'I say unto you, "'Though he will not rise and give him "'because he is his friend, "'yet because of his importunity "'he will rise and give him "'as many loaves as he needeth. "'And I say unto you, "'Ask, and it shall be given you. "'Seek, and ye shall find. "'Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. "'For every one, that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask a ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he ask a fish, and for the fish, will a father give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? This is really kind of sad. Uh, it is to me now. Perhaps uh, it will be to you if I'm successful. <laughs> well, I mean, and if, if you see this the way I do, uh, you're going to see that this is not a, a story of of teaching us somehow to have some victory in prayer uh, that we all go, you know, marching off singing victory in Jesus or whatever else or have a wonderful testimony to tell it, testimony time. But if you understand what this is all about, it's really kind of sad. I'll explain. Because this story has been populated incorrectly we have preconceived notions about this one is the importunate prayer Uh, do you remember this uh, woman that showed up at the king's place and said avenge me of mine adversary and the king kept ignoring her and ignoring her and ignoring her and uh, one day he says Avenge this woman of her adversary by her continually coming. She wearies me. Now, that that's really something to consider because what the people who are teaching us that we need to keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, what they're telling us to do is just to aggravate God into giving us what we want. And they teach that this is the way you do it because this is what Jesus taught. Well, in in my newly found understanding of scriptures that Jesus actually said what he meant, meant what he said, we should do what he said, and uh, when I hear him say, my father knows you have need of all these things, I find here wondering... What exactly are you telling us to do? Are you really asking us to, when we come before you and we're denied to keep on knocking, really, is that what we're supposed to do? You've already answered the question. I asked you for bread, you didn't give it to me, why wouldn't I go home? Well, what, I just want to see if you really want it? (laughs) You know, the gods we create in our mind are really not worth worshiping. But when I see him say, you know, you keep on asking and keep on seeking, keep on knocking until you get what you want. And then in the very same thing, but I say unto you, just ask. You receive, seek, you'll find, knock. It'll be opened unto you. I'm thinking, are you saying two different things here? And I was determined that it wasn't him saying two different things but me looking at this situation incorrectly. I remember reading this, and in the back of my mind, I can't help, I can't help but believe that it was the, 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 the Spirit of God within me that was telling me in no uncertain terms. Well, perhaps it was a little uncertain at the beginning, but I hear the Lord Jesus say, These people are starving to death. Give ye them to eat. You remember the story? The story of the 5,000, the story of the 3,000. We can't send these people away fasting. They're going to faint in the way. Well, um, who was it? Uh, Philip, I believe, said to the Lord Jesus, you know, uh, Judas tells him we've got two bucks in the bag, 200 penny worth. (laughs) I know it wasn't two bucks. But he says, 200 pennyworth is not enough to go and buy bread that everybody might have a tiny little piece. We have a problem here. You're telling us to feed these people. And he says, how many loaves have ye? That scripture was in my mind as I was reading this and I think, are you trying to tell me something here? Well, it wasn't by reading this over and over and over again that uh, this revelation came, but it was by doing this act right here. This this is not something you're told to do, but I'm telling you to do it. You read the scripture, something doesn't set right with you, you feel like something's being said to you, do this. (laughs) And go (laughs) and spend some time with your father. You're not going to read this enough that you're finally going to understand. It's not going to eventually or... Or finally come to you no that's not the way this is done these are kind of, these are the kinds of things that are are given to us at the feet of our Father who loves us and wants to teach us so that's exactly what I did and I said I'm not going to read it I'm not going to look at it I'm just gonna I'm just gonna as, as the Bible says about Mary I, I just love the, the way the King James says things and Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart and i have had wonderful experiences by not poring over scripture or reading it and rereading it and going to commentaries and books and stuff but just by hearing it okay do i understand it have i read it do i do i know exactly what it says once that's established within myself i close it keep it i pondered in my heart I, do i expect an answer that evening well i did at the beginning but you learn better than that. And uh, these are kind of things that just kind of sit on the shelf in the room where I meet with him. <laughs> and, uh, and I expected to receive an answer. I expected that the answer would come. Well, it did. And uh, I was shocked. I was shocked because I had this parable 180 degrees out of phase. You know why? I had Jesus in the bed with all the answers, with all the bread I needed. He had everything that I needed, and all I had to do was just keep on knocking. Are you sleeping there? (laughs) I need bread out here. I have a friend that's coming to journey. Can I have some bread? Go away. Me and my children are in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. You wait a little while. You don't get an answer. (laughs) This is awful. This is awful. So I'm going to wake him up again. And I'm going to ask him again. He's going to deny me again. Wait a little while. (laughs) isn't this awful don't you you feel a little embarrassment about this well I certainly did and I thought this can't be right not all the time the Lord having no trouble at all saying hey you knock I'll open the door ask I'll give it to you seek you'll find it well it sure doesn't seem that way what do we knock and you're going to open the door I've knocked 16 times. I've got nothing. How can these both of these things be true? When you've realized this, you've got this 180 degrees out because I'm out there and I have a friend that has come to me in his journey and, and he needs something to eat and it's my obligation to feed him but I don't have what I need. The Lord God or Jesus Christ, whoever you want to put in that bed in there, he's got the answer. So I need to ask him. I can't get him to open the door. I'm asking him for something that he says he's not going to give me. But he says right here that if I ask, he'll give it to me. I'm knocking on the door. He's not answering. it says right here that if I knock on the door, that he'll answer. I don't get it. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. 180 degrees. That's not Jesus in the bed. Friend, that's you. You're the one that's comfortable. You're the one that's warm. You're the one that's in the bed with your children. You're the one that has the bread of life. How many loves have ye? Jesus asked. Then all of a sudden the two stories are coming together in my mind. And I realize, oh my goodness. Here we have a God who loves, a God who cares, and has commissioned his people to do his will in the earth. That's my Lord God outside knocking on my door that I won't answer, asking me for something I won't give, and seeking something that he'll never find at my house. Go away. I'm comfortable in here. And I realize this is an indictment against me. This isn't some secret in the Bible to get what you want. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you want to ponder on that just a moment? We'll read it again. He, he te- he's saying, which of you shall have a friend? Do you remember when Jesus says, I don't want to call you servants anymore. Why? Because a servant doesn't know. A servant doesn't know what his master does. I've told you everything. I want you to be my friend. And he goes on to say, you are my friend if you do. Oh, is there a condition to the promise? There's a condition to all promises, no matter what you've been taught. So you can be my friend. I'll call you friend if you do whatever I say. That's him at the door. That's him at the door asking us. Why is he doing that? Why doesn't he just give them bread? That's not the plan. It's thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven god calls the shots he's the one under authority Do you remember the roman centurion why did jesus say he had the greatest faith he'd ever seen and barring none i'm talking about in all of israel i've never seen this kind of faith what kind of faith was that centurion talking about that day i don't remember mentioning faith you know what he's talking about authority authority Jesus says, your servant's sick, I'll come him." That man said, no, no, no. Look, I'm a man under authority. I know what's going on here. I see this. I see it for what it really is. You are the one with authority. You have authority. Speak the word only. My servant will be healed. Jesus, I've never seen such faith. I've never seen such faith. Where does the faith come in here? It's authority. It's authority. God has authorized us, mandated us, ordained us to meet the needs of the people around us. And in, in every way, spiritually, physically, socially, domestically, on, the, uh, on our jobs, in our, in our everyday vocations and avocations, That's what we're here to do. We're here to do the will of God. And here, he has, this is is heartbreaking. He has someone who through a long journey has come to him. Needing the bread of life. You have it you have loaves you got a cupboard full he knows that this is an honor that he's knocking on your door friend i can't believe by the, my my strongest and most vivid and wildest imagination that if your boss on your job came to your house at midnight and knocked on the door and said, hey, Bob, (laughs) that you wouldn't push your kids out of the bed, grab your robe and slippers, and run and open the door and apologize for being late. Apologize for not opening the door fast enough. Please, please, come in. Sit down. Let me get you a cup of coffee. Is there anything you need? I can't believe that. The Lord Jesus can knock and it's, hey, can't we deal with this tomorrow? I got stuff to do. I got stuff going on. I'm sleeping here. Isn't it unbelievable? Jesus asked the question, why do you call me boss if you don't do what I say? You know that's what Lord means, right? The Lord is at the door. Why are you calling him Lord? You won't even get up and answer the door? See, are you under conviction right now? (laughs) Like I am? This this little story changed my life. Because, man, there is so much hinged on this, you can't believe. Uh, When you get a hold of this concept, that it's he who needs us in the earth, He needs us in the earth to do what he needs done he's empowered you to do it ordained you to do it given you the authority to do it thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven really oh thy will be done tomorrow thy will be done when i'm done sleeping but right now no look i think about i think about the lord and And people who find their way to him after such a long journey, and and I I hear Jesus saying, you know, a, a friend of mine has come after a long journey, and I have nothing to set before him. You do. Can you lend me some? Some? Can you lend me three loaves? Well, may come in the morning can you come in the morning this breaks my heart because that's exactly what he's talking about how do you know that's exactly what he's talking about because he says "Well, let's read it he says man's coming to come to me in his journey and I have nothing to set before him and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut My children are in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. uh Uh-oh. Is he dropping out of the category of friend back to servant? I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. Jesus doesn't want us to be, want, want to call us servants. He wants to call us friends. You can't deal with the friend thing then you're going to have to settle with being a servant of God. That means a willless servant. I know you'll want to be in charge of your life. I know you'll want to have some authority. I know you'll want to have some power with God so you can move mountains and divide waters and heal your pussycat when it gets a belly ache. I know you'll want to do that. I know you'll want to see your prayers answered. But you know what you're asking for? You're asking for the status of a friend, and you're nothing but a servant. Why are you a servant? You won't do what you're told. You won't do what you're told. He says, though he will not rise and give him because his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Who's importunity? Jesus' importunity. He doesn't give up. He keeps on asking. He keeps on seeking. He keeps on knocking and getting nothing in return. And I say unto you, you want to turn this around for just a moment? I say unto you, if you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you'll find. And when you knocked, it was open to you. Because everyone who asks receives. When you ask, you received. When you sought, you found. When you knocked, it was open to you. It's my good pleasure to give you what you need. And here I turn around and, and ask you to do something that perhaps might inconvenience you a little bit. And I I get no cooperation. Unbelievable. My father's a good father. What, what, what is your complaint? What do you ask for an egg and you got a scorpion? Is that what happened? I don't think so. You ask for bread and you got a stone? I don't think that's what happened. So, what's the problem? I give to you, you don't give you don't give to one another? These are very difficult questions. And they're, they're tough to answer because they condemn us so quickly and so out of hand. Here's what I want you to be. I want you to be perfect. Like my heavenly Father is perfect. I want, and and, we, uh, and we've talked about it before. You should by now understand. When the Bible says perfect, it means complete. I want you to be my friend. I want you in on what I'm doing. I want you in on the ministry. I want you to know what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. That makes you my friend. If I have to sit here and knock on this door, and you're either going to open or I'm going to knock it down. That's not two friends talking. That's a master and servant. And you're going to do what you're told. But I want you to learn to be perfect like my father in heaven is perfect. You know what he you know how he operates? By love by concern by compassion his children don't ask him for things and he he gives them things they ask for things that are good and he gives them things that are bad no most of all you need to understand that of all the things that he's ever given you the Spirit of God how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him are you really laying in there in that bed at night with the Holy Spirit living in your breast and you can't feel not one ounce of compassion of the God who gave you that spirit? Friend, you might ask, why is it always a soul-searching situation that tells me or, or shows me how wrong I am? We're really wrong. We're wrong in a lot of areas. And simple things to fix I realize a lot of this stuff hasn't been preached. And you might be sitting there saying, well, I didn't know that. (laughs) It's okay. We've got a gift, another gift that he's giving us. That's tomorrow. We can make repentance today. We can be forgiven today. We can, our, our, our mistakes can be set aside today. We can enjoy the presence of God today. We can move from being a mere servant To an actual child of God. An actual friend of the Lord Jesus. It can be a really wonderful thing. All right. Hope I haven't ruined uh, (laughs) a a parable for you. But uh, it is the message. It's the message that he wants you to know. And so he showed it to me. I'm showing it to you. Do with it as you will. All right, time for us to go. I really love to hear from you. I appreciate those of you that email me uh, and you've done so at don at thinkredinc.com. Those of you who write to the ministry and help us do what we do, that's much appreciated as well. Think Red Inc. Ministries, P.O. Box 718, Pytown, New Mexico, 87827. All right, until next time, Think Red Inc., my friend. Bye bye.